Funding for WPLN News comes from you, our listeners, and Bernstein Private Wealth, working with creators and innovators to invest with intention and build the legacy they want to leave behind. More at Bernstein.com. I'm Khalil A. Colonna, and this is Nashville. If any of you have ever tried your hand at writing song lyrics, you know that process is not easy. Sure, finding rhyming words can be a challenge in itself, but for some, the tough part is getting their emotions on paper to sort through what they are feeling and craft lines that fully express those feelings. But the end result can be beautiful and rewarding. For over 40 years, the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum has worked with students from all over Tennessee in a program called Words and Music. It pairs students with professional songwriters to help them build their language art skills through creativity and song. Joining me now to talk about this is the program's director, Aaron Helvig, Associate Director of Music Programs at the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum. Aaron, thanks for being here today. Welcome to This is Nashville. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Really great. Really great. So I understand that the Words and Music Program has been around since 1979. Tell me how it got started and and how it's evolving. You know, it got started um, by our current CEO, Kyle Young. Um, He and another partner and from what I understand the history, three songwriters um, put together this idea um, for students here in Nashville to write songs and to be connected to our museum. Um, in fact, one of those first songwriters, Woody Bomar, who's um, a well-known name here in the Nashville music industry, he still volunteers with us today. Hmm. Um, but he was one of the first songwriters uh, that, that wrote songs uh, with students. But it's, uh, like you said, been con- uh, going on since 1979, and 40- we just celebrated our 44th uh, year this year, and uh, we're still going. Happy anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> well, tell me, how, wide is, how widespread is the curriculum now? We um, primarily serve Middle Tennessee, and we, uh, of course, serve students in schools all over the state, but also all over the country and as far as Australia Mm. now. Um, Even pre-pandemic, we offered it through Zoom before people knew what Zoom was, (laughs) and (laughs) and now it's that it's become part of our everyday practice. Um, It's it's definitely. opened up the possibilities to more teachers and students to bring into their classrooms. Um, So no matter where you are, we're able to bring songwriting into your classroom. In Tennessee, how many students participate per year? In Tennessee, um, that's a good question. In quarter one of this year, we've already had 3,500 participants in 104 programs. 92% 92% of those here in Tennessee, and nearly half of those are MNPS. Okay. Um, which is a lot. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and um, we're, we're proud of the work. And, um, but our focus, again, is to instill songwriting, which is the central story that we tell in the museum. Uh, when you come and, and visit our gallery spaces, that that's what you see. That's what you hear. You hear and see those manuscripts, uh, the instruments that... Um, that people we know and love used to write those songs and that tradition of storytelling, the tradition of songwriting is mm-hmm. what we continue and what we want to instill in, uh, in our students now. I'm curious about the age levels and the grade levels. Yeah. Like, are all students eligible to t- participate in the program? 100%. Yeah. Okay. It, historically, we've always offered it grades 3 through 12. 
Um, and the last several years, we've expanded it to as young as pre-K. Um, words and music as the flagship program uh, uh, of our education programs, there are many branches to it, one of them being words and music for early learners. Mm -hmm. um, and we work with pre-K and kindergarten students on writing songs about animals, food, and things that go and uh, in a 30-minute program um, that we partnered with uh, with folks like from Vanderbilt and, and other places to, for best practices and working with, with younger students. But yeah, as, as young as pre-K, okay. all the way up even through uh, general public and adults. That sounds like fun. So these students of all ages must be writing lyrics about all kinds of things. We have a clip that goes to the silly end of the spectrum. This is Hot Dogs, written in 2020 by a third grader named Amir at Stanford Montessori. Song come down, they're finally ready. I'm counting down right now. Hold up! I can smell them, they're so good. But you forgot the ketchup. performed by local songwriting couple Al and Whit Hill. And look, I'm hungry. Listening to that <laughs> song has got a nice little catchy hook. But, you know, Aaron, tell me, what are some of your favorite subjects that you've heard the kids write about? You know, what's amazing is that kids will literally write about anything. And that's one of the things that we say in songwriting. You can write a song about anything. And that's what we try to teach our students through our curriculum. Um, but it never ceases to amaze us that the originality and the song topics that students bring to us, everything from food like the song you just heard, which is I love that song, um, to chicken nuggets, of course. Um, but their world, um, they see the world through video games. We get songs about video games, mm. um, songs about their family. Um, through the pandemic, we got lots of songs about loss um, and we get songs of grief um, expressing the loss of a parent. Mm -hmm. um, everything from the range of emotions, from fun and silly to you know serious and heartfelt lyrics, uh, we we get from all ages. Now, I understand that there was a special mission for the program this spring because of fourth graders from the Covenant School were involved. Mm. They were still writing their songs after the tragedy. There, you know, tell us what your team worked on with them. Um, we, we had had them scheduled for a program. Of course, the tragedy happened and, and we wanted to provide the space for, for them and their healing. And, and, um, of course they reached out and wanted to continue and we delayed the program. But when that happened, we had a, a number of songwriters, um, which we manage a, a roster of about 50 or so songwriters based here in Nashville. And many of them reached out via text or email wanting to know how they can help, how they can serve. Um, and I think they reached out to us because we're highly networked, of course, in the schools and, and we're kind of that bridge. Um, so what what do we do? That was the question that was asked. And in a normal program, what we do is we take a class set of lyrics, which oftentimes can be 50, maybe 100 <laughs> lyrics. Mm. And in an hour program, we have time to set um, maybe eight or so um, uh, lyrics to music, um, but for for the Covenant School, we we felt that it was important to ask uh, for songwriter volunteers to everyone take a song and and set it to music, which is what we did, um, because there was such an interest of how how do we help, how do we serve, um, and and that's what we did. We had a songwriter who took eight and and did the um, 
the program. Uh, you'll hear from her later on, on this program. Um, and then all the others, uh, the songwriters, one by one, uh, set them all to music and provided recordings of them um, because they wanted to. They wanted to serve, and, and they knew that this was the outlet to be able to, to help in some way. What did those songwriters tell you about their experience setting these lyrics, these written by these kids, to music? Um, f for all of them, that it was just an, an honor uh, for mm -hmm. them to be able to do it. I think that one of what makes Nashville such a unique um, community is that service plays at the heart of of our city. And um, words and music, we we bridge that connection between songwriters and schools. And in this case, with this school, um, we we saw that need to serve, and 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 we get we got asked um, by, by several of them, you know how. How was it? And uh, and it, it really was a beautiful session, and we hope that it, it was able to uh, provide some healing for them. Now, now, the program at large culminates each year with a performance night in mid-May. What was it like this year? Yeah, this year was our first year back in our Ford Theater. We, we have a program uh, middle of May that celebrates words and music throughout the whole year. And um, this year we had 13 students represented of um, all the surrounding counties, including Davidson County. Um, and it was good to be back in our hall. The last mm -hmm. three years were virtual. And um, so it was it was good to be back. Um, artist Tennille Towns uh, stepped up to be our, our host and MC, and she was fantastic. And as it always is, it was wonderful and heart-filling and leaves you with all positive vibes to that good things are happening in this world when you hear um, these students sing their songs with their professional songwriters. These are their words coming to life, and, mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful moment to be able to capture that. Look, the smile on your face shows how excited and happy you are about this. <laughs> tell, me, now tell me this. Where do you hope to see the program go next? That's a good question, and I feel like we discuss that every day. Mm. <laughs> Every month, every year, um, it's grown and grown. As I said earlier, uh, Words and Music has always served grades three through 12. We expanded it to early learners. We've expanded it to be able to serve uh, uh, veterans. We have a, a, a partnership with um, the other nonprofit called Creative Vets where we do Words and Music with veterans as a um, source of healing and coping. Um, so I, I think the, the question is always, who do we need to serve? Um, when the pandemic hit, we asked ourselves that. So we created words and music at home. So while people were at home, they had the resources and tools to be able to write music in their homes. So I, I think the answer to your question is, who do we have to serve that, that we haven't been able to? And, and that's where our eyes are. And we want to be able to help them understand that they can write their own lyrics and, and also come visit our museum and see themselves in our space. Aaron Helvig is the Associate Director of Music Programs at the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum. Aaron, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks so much. We have to take a short break. When we come back, we'll meet students, songwriters, and teachers to learn how their team created memorable music experiences. Join the conversation by tweeting us at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back. Khalile Colonna, and this is Nashville. 
For over 40 years, the program Words and Music from the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum has been matching up students of all ages and grade levels with professional songwriting. Writers, it's a program designed to help the students express themselves through music. The end product? Songs like this one. This is called Finding My Voice. Popsicles, rainbows, tutus, the things I love and I know. When I was born, my pies were bursting, but I still find myself rehearsing. I sing my favorite songs, but sometimes I get them wrong. But I know. Joining me now is the writer of that song, 10-year-old Riley Moran. Riley, welcome to This Is Nashville. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Now, Claire Wyndham is a songwriter who co-wrote Riley's Finding My Voice through the Words and Music program. Claire, thanks for being us, with here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's really, this is really great. So, Riley, that recording we heard is from your live performance yes. earlier this month at the Country Music Hall of Fame. Tell me this. How did it feel to be up there singing your very own original song? I felt very brave, and I just felt like it was my song, because it was. And I just felt proud of myself. I wasn't scared. I wasn't nervous or anything. Seeing the crowd that came to watch everyone, I was very excited. Now, I heard there were over 200 people there to see the performance. Was that the first time you performed in front of a crowd that big? Uh, Yes, sir. It was. Mm -hmm. and But you just said you weren't scared or nervous. So where'd that come from? Well, I take theater at National Theater School. Okay. And it's it's acting, and I do singing lessons, performance, and I do shows at Nashville Theater School, and I just kind of get my confidence from there. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling you have confidence in every other film, yes. every part of your life, right? Yes. Okay, now, your song, it showed us what a great singer you are, but... You know, I heard you do more than a singer. What other instruments do you play? I play, I play a piano and guitar. Piano and guitar, mm -hmm. and you're a singer. So who are some of your musical influences? I mean, I don't really have any. I mean, like, I, my family isn't any musical. Like, my parents are, don't know that much about music. Okay. So this is like something you were born with, and you're yes. basically taking them on your musical journey. Yes. Okay, so who are some big-time folks out there that we may have heard of that you really like their music? Taylor Swift, Morgan Wallen, Dolly Parton. I love a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. So you're like deep in the world oh, yeah. of music. Yeah. I, I love this. Now, now, Claire, tell me, what was it like working with Riley on that song? I mean, a joy. Um, Riley's lyrics I got to see about, gosh, when did we do that session? It was the beginning of the year? 
Yes, yeah. around like April, yeah. May, March. So I I got um, sent the lyrics for her whole session uh, a couple of weeks beforehand, and and immediately her lyrics just jumped out at me. Okay, uh, because what a subject to talk about is a ten year old. You know, um, it's just so relatable. I think no matter what age you are, everybody's trying to find their voice and find their way mm-hmm. through the world and, and find how they fit. Uh, so it was a pleasure. And then meeting Riley, who is rightly so very confident in her, in her ability to, to write songs and say what she wants to say, I think that's it's just a pleasure. Now, tell, yeah. me, tell me, how long, how long have you been involved with, how did you get involved with words and music? Well, this is my 11th year with okay. the program. Uh, I forget exactly how I became involved, but I, I met um, the then program director at the museum and and started working with it. And <laughs> out of all the things I've done music-wise, it's a, the Words of Music program is by far and away the most rewarding thing. Mm. Um, it's just such a joy to, <laughs> to watch students' faces when you sing their words back to them. Uh, and I, it's, it'll just never get old. What is it like to work with the students? And oh. you, you find those moments of joy and particularly discovery in mm-hmm. that creative process. Yeah, I mean, it just, I think witnessing real time what music can do is, is really special. You can see when you sing the students' words back to them and watching their faces go, oh my gosh, I'm a songwriter. I can, I can create these things. It's a really, it's just a really rewarding experience, and I, I feel a really big responsibility to uh, communicate what the kids want to say without getting in the way of that. Um, so I just, I feel like I'm just a messenger in mm-hmm. just getting their their thoughts and their emotions across. Okay, yeah. well, hit, hit me to how this goes down. How okay. can you break down your process for writing a song for the program? For the program, okay. So I get sent the entire. We have a session booked on the calendar. I get sent the in, entirety of the class's lyrics, which can be upwards of 50, a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to choose eight or nine songs that we can fit into that into that time. And that's that's the hardest part is because you want to be able to do every single song because they're all so magical in what they say. It's the sweetest thing. Uh, but I try, to, I try to whittle it down to songs about everything. So there'll be some happy songs, some sad songs, mm-hmm. and, you know, definitely some silly songs and, and serious songs in there. And then I, I go through and, um, you know, the students have really done the heavy lifting for me as far as what they want to say. And then I'm just trying to create a melody that um, supports that. Mm-hmm. So I, I try and just stay out of the way and um, because the lyrics really dictate how the melody should go. Now, Riley, what was the moment like when you found out that your song was chosen to be performed? I was excited, and like all my friends were like, "Riley, your song is get, got chosen." I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't believe it happened, mm-hmm. and she's like playing my song on the guitar, and I was just very happy. So, as you were gearing up for the performance, what was your mind state like? I, I said, "Like I can do this. Like I'm gonna be brave. I'm gonna smile and be excited." How much did you rehearse? Um. Let's see, like, I rehearsed the whole song. How many times? Like, like for days and days, hours? Yes, days and days and days. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You got it in, right? They say when you do 10,000 hours of something, you become a master, (laughs) and you are already well on your way. (laughs) So what do you plan to do next in music? Tell me. 
Uh, I'm going to probably, like, write more songs. I've been writing more songs in my room, but I haven't, like, I'm still editing them. I've only found a chorus and all that stuff. Okay. Didn't find any verses yet. Um, let's see. I'm still going to work on piano and guitar. A lot of more singing lessons. I've done singing lessons for, like, four to five years. Okay. Kindergarten started, and that's about it. Okay. And maybe, like, 10, 15 years, you'll go sell out the new Titan Stadium? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hey, as long as I get tickets, we can do this. I know. That is 10-year-old songwriter Riley Moran. She was joined by Claire Wyndham, artist and songwriter. I want to thank you both for being with us today. Really appreciate yes, talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're just tuning in, this is Nashville, and I'm your host, Khalil Ekelona. We're talking this hour about the words and music program from the Country Hall Music Hall of Fame and Museum. You could join the conversation by tweeting us at This Is Nashville. Now, let's bring in another student and teacher from the program. I'd like to introduce Janae Hardnett, a recent graduate of the Nashville School of the Arts. Joining her is Ryan Murphy, a songwriter and Janae's teacher at the Nashville School of the Arts. Janae, Ryan, thanks for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Hey, thank pleasure. you. Hey, Janae. Hey, Mr. Murphy. <laughs> How are you, girl? Good. I miss you so much. I, I, I miss you too, Janae. I need to oh, start writing some more songs. Definitely. <laughs> we'll do it together. Okay. <laughs> That's what the episode is all about. Now, you know, the show's about music, and we do have a clip now. You know, Janae was kind enough to share her original demo for what she was calling the Black Woman's Anthem. It was recorded on her phone, and then you'll hear <laughs> how it was transformed into the studio version, Black Woman in the USA. Let's listen. Now, that song was produced through a special version of the Words and Music program at the Nashville School of the Arts. But first of all, Janae, congratulations on graduating high school. Thank you so much. It was hard, but we, we're here. We're surviving, you know. That's right. You made it. Now, tell me, how does it feel listening back to your song? Well, listening back to it, I am thankful for the Country Music Hall of Fame because I didn't know what direction I wanted to go with the song. And Mr. Helvick, he was like, you know, let's, you know, add some horns. Let's, you know, do let's do something with the song. Let's make it a good song. And listening back, I just had I had the foundation of what I wanted it to do. And then they gave me the additives and just. It's really, I, I was finna cry when I was listening to it because <laughs> it's like a journey through the song. Because honestly, I, I've i never written this. This is the first song I've ever written, ever. Wow. So. That's pretty good. 
Well, well, tell me, how long have you been singing? I've been singing for about seven years. Okay, so since you were about Riley's age. About your age. Ten years old, and now <laughs> you're singing now. So tell me, when did you decide to make a career out of singing? Well, so when I decided to make a career out of it, I wanted to do the talent show. And I was like, okay, well, what song am I going to do? I was like, Hero by Mariah Carey. I'm always a person who wants to have a message behind the song I want to sing. Mm-hmm. Like, You know, I always want to have something that maybe would impact the people. And so I was like, well, I'm going to sing it. I was a little nervous. Mm-hmm. But after I did it, I was like, I feel so good every time I hit the stage. This is something I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm. And I had great mentors who, like, showed me that you don't have to be famous. You don't have to do these kind of things. You could give back, and you can always be connected to music. Mm. And I always wanted to be connected. Now, Ryan, I understand that you grew up in the music industry, son of a country music hall of famer, right? (laughs) I did, yeah. Michael Martin Murphy is my father, and I started playing with him when I was about 12, and then was his lead guitar player from 1988 through the current day. Uh, but I moved to Nashville with a songwriting deal with the Orbison Company from 96 to 2005. And uh, kind of when the digital music kicked in, a lot of us session players and writers started substituting. Hmm. And uh, I had my I had a great day my first day at Hunter's Lane. And I actually met this guy named Doc Satterwhite, who was the guitar teacher And it's amazing where I am now, like talk about destiny. I ended up taking over for Doc at uh, NSA just a few years ago when he retired. So it's just kind of amazing how the Nashville community really shaped my life when I just kind of let it do that, you know, and and, uh, being at NSA has been the highlight of my career, I would say, and getting to work with uh, students like Janae. Um, NSA is just such an oasis of talent, and I'm so thankful uh, to have gotten that chance. Now, how has your experience in the industry, growing up the son of a country music hall of famer, being a songwriter, being on tour, how has that helped you in teaching songwriting to students like Janae? You know, I I think at first it was kind of a struggle um, because I was just teaching English and uh, I had gotten assigned to teach the songwriting class. And I thought, well, how am I going to do this? You know, kind of connect my English teaching pedagogy with with songwriting. And I talked to my dad about it and he said, well, why don't you just kind of do like a history of songwriting, uh, starting with the bards back in Ireland, going all all the way through the blues and kind of just teach the history of America uh, through song. And and uh, so I set up a program like that. And my first year, it it really went well. Um, I connected with the students through the history of song and also the history of Nashville. And it was a very exciting year. But what I noticed about NSA that was was different than what I expected was the sheer level of talent. That's what I wasn't ready for. So ironically, my experience as a professional helped me specifically in that school because it it felt like I was working with people I had already worked with. They were Mm. just a lot younger. Like the level of talent was similar to people that I had worked with in my 20s, but they were teenagers. What was it like when you, tell me this, what was it like when you first got to work with Janae? Oh my goodness. Uh, her voice is just, it's just so angelic and emotional. And, uh, I just knew she had a a killer voice right away. And, um, she wanted to be in the songwriting class for a while, but she's also in choir. So we kind of had to coordinate that scheduling and she had sung me just the lyrics to black woman in the USA 
but she kept, you know, asking me, you know, about the music and could I help her with the chord changes? And so we kept working on it, you know, uh, day after day. And it was kind of a struggle to get it to fit exactly the melody that she had. But I think my experience of working with vocalists who didn't play an instrument helped me kind of lead her in a direction where the hook would hit just in the right place. And it finally came together uh, somewhere around, I remember, like November or December, and it just finally happened. Like it was the perfect chord with the melody. And then I knew like this was the song. Janae, how do you respond when you heard that perfect chord? Uh, I was I was really <laughs> it was like it just fits so perfectly together. Mm. Like, honestly, when I because now Mr. Murphy taught me a little bit about chord charts and Nashville number system, all that kind of stuff. And I realized how I was singing it, how it would kind of be hard for an instrumentalist to kind of fit that under the melody I had. But after he was like, oh, this right, why don't they go to the four? Or You know what I'm saying? And I was like, that sounds amazing. Like, I don't know where where it could have gone if I didn't have Murph with me. It was really an experience. That's really awesome. Now I, now, I understand that the NSA did something a little bit different with Words and Music program that's a lot different from what's traditionally offered. You know, Ryan, tell me about this twist that happens at the Nashville School of the Arts. Yeah, it really was serendipitous. Um, when I took over the program, because of my background in songwriting, I wanted to push original music instead of just guitar playing. And we had this incredible opportunity through the recording studio that was pretty much donated by uh, the great country music musician, Hunter Hayes. And we had all these great microphones and pro tools, and I just felt like we had to use this gift to focus on original music. And I really can't remember exactly how it happened, but I got an email one day last fall from Aaron saying, hey, we've got this program, you know, the journey of a song, and we'd like to partner with you. And they started coming over. And then I think it was when Aaron and Annie came to a showcase and they heard my country band that I had formed with the kids. And I saw the light bulb go off in their eyes. And soon after that, they offered those kids an opportunity to open for Lauren Daigle. And I think they really caught on to how we wanted to do it and how they wanted to do it. And by the time it hit January, you know, it was just gangbusters. Like we knew we had this this album that was going to be a beautiful project. Tell me, Ryan, what do you want the students you work with? What do you want them to get out of this experience? I think, you know, similar to what you would get as a young artist, it's so different at NSA because, again, like the level of talent. So I just want to nurture them the way I was nurtured by the gift of my experience working around professionals. And since Nashville is so unique and we have this connection with professionals, um, I feel like they can truly find their voice, not only as a songwriter, but also as an artist. Because there's nothing like having your own song turn into that perfect recording. Um, so that's one thing. And then the second thing would be just that communal aspect of songwriting that's such an important part of the Music Row community I grew up around. It's just so great to co-write and to co-produce and work on a session. And I always felt like my songs were never a song until they were re recorded and hearing them back like that. And I think like what Janae said about Black Woman, you know, finally reaching its full fruition. At that point, it doesn't even belong to you anymore. You know, it belongs to the universe. And that's something that the uh, Music Row community taught me. So I want to bring that to my students in, in this very unique place.
Ryan Murphy, a.k.a. Murph, is a teacher at the <laughs> Nashville School of the Arts and a songwriter. Ryan, thanks for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Khalil. Janae Hardnett will stick with us through the break. When we come back, we'll learn why having access to programs like Words and Music is beneficial for all high school students. We want to hear from you, so join the conversation by tweeting us at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back. Khalil Colonna, and this is Nashville. We've been talking this hour about the Words and Music program from the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum. The program pairs students with professional songwriters to help find their voice and create their own music. Before the break, we heard from two young songwriters about the craft they learned from the program. But in what other ways is the program serving our local youth? And what is its reach? I'd like to introduce my next guests. Kishana is a singer, songwriter, and music therapist. And Alexis Derryberry is the general music teacher at Stewart's Creek High School in Rutherford County. Kishana, Alexis, thank you for joining us today. Welcome to This is Nashville. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate having you both. Now, Alexis, tell me, what is it like to work on the Words and Music program with high school students. It is the most incredible and most rewarding unit I've done with my students. Getting to work with high school students who take a class just because they need a fine arts credit mm -hmm. uh, and they end up leaving just loving music and having a, a better appreciation as a music consumer for what they do. But it's it's absolutely incredible. It's a whole world of discovery yes. for them in some cases. Now, tell me, have you ever run into students that reminded you of yourself when you were in high school. Absolutely. And I became a music teacher because I wanted to be the teacher I felt like I needed in high school that I didn't have. Um, and I really enjoy using this program and working with students that are very much, I think, like how I was in high school. And so it's very cool to see these creative students getting to push their creative creativity in a way they may not have thought they would do once they signed up for my class. Now, you know, as a former high schooler and a former high school teacher, <laughs> you know, sometimes the kids, they're not really super expressive with their feelings. This is true. How do you help them to transform those feelings into lyrics? I think what's so great about this program, the Words and Music program, is as a teacher, I get to work individually with each student and with groups of students. And so you really gain a sense of trust um, and you really gain a sense of, um, of friendship with these students. And they, became, they become where they feel safe and they can put these feelings down on paper and know they won't be judged. They know that they are able to put those feelings down in a safe space. Mm -hmm. Now, Kishana, you're a music therapist. Tell me, how do you approach working on songs with students? I think I, I'm, off, I'm 
similar to what Claire was saying earlier, I'm looking for the songs that have a deep um, story behind them. If I see a child has been processing something heavy, I might choose that song just so it can be a way of validating their feelings. Um, but also allowing, you know, space for joy. I also like to look and see how many boys versus girls do we have <laughs> in the songs that I'm choosing, making sure there's a little equality happening as well. Have you ever had any surprise moments working with the kids? Oh, always. Um, Always. I think whenever I've been able to do a words and music program in person, especially like a songwriting 101, I'm honestly amazed by the support that the youth have for one another. You know, they come into the room and they're sitting with a stranger, me, you know, songwriter, but I can see when they're processing something or they're having a hard time, you know, being bold in front of the room. Um, I might ask a student to sing a melody to me for me if they see that if they're saying I'm not getting it right, you know, I'm like, then you sing it to me. And what I love is watching the students support one another and really back each other up. I think that's what's um, honestly, I think, very heartwarming and encouraging about our youth and where they will be, who they will be when they grow up. Mm -hmm. Now, Janae Hardnett is still with us. Janae, we heard a little bit about your song, Black Woman in the USA, earlier. But I also heard from a little birdie that you received some advice from Kishana when you were creating <laughs> the song. What did she help you with? Okay, so she basically helped me to make a, a melody, like not just like a straight tone, like go higher up, some runs, some really good runs, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but she just gave me like, you know, sing it with some passion. Like you understand you're a black woman. You have to sing it being a black woman and putting this message out. So she just gave me a lot of great tools to make a better song. Kishana, mm -hmm. what was your impression when you first heard Janae's song? I mean, impressed and humbled. And I mean, again, the talent of these young people is just amazing. And, and I, I love to always remind the youth, you know, your vo this is your story. Use your voice. You don't have to sound like anybody else. What comes out of you is naturally you. So sing it with your voice. And um, I think just the fact that, you know, she was writing a song that was her story, then yeah, sing it however you want to sing it, but also let's add a little like passion to it. You know, what words do we want to emphasize? Where do we want to lean? You know, but uh, I know when I met Janae, it was it was a very um, I walked out smiling, I think, for the next two days mm -hmm. <laughs> just because of the joy she had just in, in, I think, seeing a woman that looked like her walk into the room, another black woman walk into the room and say, I see you. Let me help you here. That's, that's what I felt because I didn't get that growing up. Janae, tell me, after you had this experience working with Kishana, what was it like for you to perform the song? I knew I had to do it. I knew that it was something that was really important, and I wasn't the only one who was going through the same thing in the song. So I, mm -hmm. I did it with passion, and I did it because I wanted to do it, and I know other people wanted to hear me do it, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's important to share the passion that we have in stories. And Alexis, let's take a moment. We're going to listen to a song that really meant a lot to you from last year's Words With Music program about a student wanting to ask a friend to prom. Big time question. <laughs> Let's hear, listen to this clip. You left me mesmerized every time I see you, I get butterflies. 
Time is just a haze, I thought it was a phase I still feel that spark and burst of love Since then things haven't changed You must be an angel sent from above Moments passing by Losing track of time by second day by day I look into your eyes I wish you were mine when I'm with you I'm losing track of time that's losing track of time written by a Stewart's Creek High School student in Rutherford County Alexis why is that one so important to you this one was very important to me. This student struggled academically. This student had some learning disabilities, and um, he often felt like he was not successful at school, and he really did not want to write a song. He didn't want to have to physically write it. He didn't want to type it due to his uh, his learning disability that he had. But I told him, you could do this. Let's do it together. Mm-hmm. And so he would talk me through it. I would write. I would type. Um, it was a whole class participation to get him uh, to get this song written and it was just an awesome experience to connect with him on that level and to show him you can do it you can do it and when they played the first chord and everybody heard those words and knew that was his song the entire place just erupted because they were so proud for him to have Mm -hmm. his song picked did he actually was he actually asking someone to prom He was. How'd it go? I think it worked. (laughs) That's wonderful. It worked. That is absolutely wonderful. Look, if I was if I was write a song about prom, it would have been like, "Mom and Dad, I have to pay for this." Exactly. That's the title of my song. If you're just tuning in, this is Nashville, and I'm your host, Khalil A. Colonna. We're talking this hour about the Words and Music Program with singer-songwriter Kishana, high school's teacher Alexis Dayberry, and recent high school graduate and musician Janae Hartnett. You can join the conversation by tweeting us at this is Nashville. Now, I want to share this song, Who We Are, which Kishana wrote with a group of students at Hunters Lane High School in Nashville. You can hear an early practice version, and you can even hear a student who feels that it isn't quite right. Then you get a little bit of the finished product. Let's listen. My dreams all dead and gone Who we are, who we are We are vibrant and unique Who we are, who we are Our powers you can't see Who we are, who we are Our struggles set us free Who we are, who we are We are floating with the breeze That's who we are That was Kishona performing a song written with high school students at Hunter's Lane. Now, that song later took on another life through visual arts. Kishana, tell us about that part of the project. Yeah, this is the second time I was honored uh, to be partnered up with Alicia Morozik, the uh, awesome and phenomenal uh, artist, visual artist and tattoo artist and owner of One Drop Inc. over in North Nashville. And uh, this project with these kids was just, oof. You know, to, for them to write a song about who we are, and then she, Elisheba, 
created this amazing mural that she worked with the youth on and they all did an art project along with it that is now on display up in the in uh, TSEC in the Country Music Hall of Fame right now. Mm. You know, we've been hearing a lot of great stories about how music programs can benefit students of all ages. I want to talk more about the access to these programs because, you know, it's important for high school students. Janae, you recently graduated from high school. What do you think? Do you, Tell me this. What do you think your journey would be like if you didn't have the chance to be in this program? I would have never wrote a song. I wouldn't be a songwriter right now. I would... It was like the opportunity came to me and I knew I had to take it. If I didn't take this opportunity, I don't know what I would be doing right now. Honestly, mm. it has had an impact on my life that I, they will have an imprint on me for the rest of my life. I will never forget what the Country Music Hall of Fame has done for me. What about some of your other peers who went through the program? What have they said about the way it's impacted them? Well, some of my peers, they probably never sing or anything. They were nervous to sing. They didn't even really just put their music out there. Like they might have had it like on Distro Kid or something like that. But they wouldn't have thought the opportunity would even come to them. They mm -hmm. would have never thought that would be an opportunity for them. So it is has it has impacted me and a lot of my peers. And they talk about it a lot with me and how they want to continue to do stuff like this. But now we're out of school, so we just have to find our journey now. Truly life-changing. Truly life-changing. Now, we got a tweet from Rachel Kessner. She writes, quote, I wish I had known about this program when I was in high school. Alexis, you know, what's your response to that? Um, I agree. I wish I'd had this when I was in high school. Who knows what my journey would be? But I'm happy to give it to my students, especially when you talk about access. Um, all you need to write a song is experience and a pen and paper. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have expensive music lessons. You don't have to have uh, instrumental training, which is um, sometimes not available to all students. Um, and that's what I think that is so great about this program is it is accessible to everybody. How do you want to see this program make it to more classrooms across Tennessee. I hope it does. I hope every language arts teacher, music teacher hears this and knows that they can do this. And what's great about it is they had experts create this program and it's really all done for you. As a teacher, you just go to their website and use their portal and you teach about songwriting. And it's absolutely some of the most amazing teaching I've ever gotten to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I understand like not every student is going to be the valedictorian. And, but they have genius yes. in many other areas of life. How can this music program, you know, and these creative endeavors in general that students are in, how can that help them find this talent that they didn't know existed? I think having them go through the experience and they realize, I can do this, and I did do this, even if their song doesn't get picked, going through the editing process, and we do peer reviews in my classroom, um, just having positive reinforcement from their peers saying, wow, that was really good. That was an awesome song. Did you go, what did you go through? And just seeing the conversations and sparks in the classroom is mm. awesome. Now, Kishana, I'd like to get your you to chime in on this. How do what happens to these kids, these students, once they discover this hidden talent and joy that comes through the process of songwriting? You know, my hope is always that they continue writing. Um, I know there were some young young people in, in the Hunter's Lane class that wrote the Who We Are song who were shy, didn't want to share their lyrics. But then by the time it came to recording the song, I know um, Adam from the Country Music Hall of Fame went into the school to help them record. And, and it was... Uh, 
they were, you know, saying, I'll sing these lyrics. I wrote a whole, I helped finish the rap version, you know, of this. And I, I just hope it, if anything, it's empowering for them to know that their words can, you know, truly be a full composition, a full song that speaks to more than just them and their story. Uh, I know there was even a young lady that was um, in the room with Janae when I was going into work uh, with her and her song. And I'd worked with that kid before at a camp. And just for me, seeing what had started in a songwriting camp when she was in elementary school, seeing her in high school and that she had taken her songwriting even further, you never know, mm -hmm. you know, as a mentor, as a songwriter, you really never know how just the smallest interaction with someone, the one moment of showing them that their words matter, you never know how that's going to affect them. It might not be musically, it just might be in the career path that they choose. It might be how they, they see themselves, their self-esteem might improve. So I just, you know, any opportunities to shine light on the youth and the use and encouraging them to say their words and to use their words and to speak their truth, I think can only be better for all of us in the future. Is that why you feel it's important that we make sure that we have arts and creative programs offered to all students that they have access to these programs? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know so many, so many teachers have told me that the kids whose songs we choose, you know, that get chosen to be performed in front of the class, those are the kids that struggled, you know, quote unquote, struggled the most academically. But when they see that, oh my gosh, I can be recognized for my words and it's around music, that's validating. You know, mm -hmm. I really do. I think music is just another way of touching a kid and really, um, forming a bond and showing them their worth. And uh, I don't know, just encouraging them to use their words mm -hmm. in a loving way and an encouraging way. Mm -hmm. Now, Janae, you're planning on attending Belmont in the fall, yes. right? Come on. Okay, yes. so how will you use this experience to your advantage? Well, it's all about networking. So as soon as I get there, I'm gonna find a guitar player and I'm gonna write some songs and then we'll just figure it out. You know, you just have to network with people, figure out what you like, what you dislike, but I'm open for opportunities and I'm open for growth. So it's just wherever life takes me, I'm just going to go with the flow and just always do music no matter what. Mm, that is singer songwriter and incoming Belmont freshman, Janae Hardnett. She was joined by Kishana, a singer songwriter and music therapist and Stewart's Creek high school music teacher, Alexis Derryberry. I want to thank you all for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you for tuning in this hour. This is Nashville as a production of WPLN News and Nashville Public Radio. Today's episode was produced by Tony Gonzalez. Our senior producer is Steve Harouche. Our digital lead is Anna Gallegos-Cannon. Michaela Elias is our technical director. Our executive producer is Andrea Tuthope. The masterminds behind our theme music are LaRange and Namir Blade. Special thanks to Aaron Helvig, Jerry Van Diver, Tasha A.F. Lemley, and Mr. Chaz Sisk. Listen back at This Is Nashville or wherever you get your podcasts. The conversation doesn't end here. Tweet us at This Is Nashville. Find us on Instagram and tell us what you want from our show by filling out our quick survey online. This is Nashville. I'm Khalil A. Colonna. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. And be good to each other. <laughs>